Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Every Wednesday, I'll chat with a friend whom I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8:28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and the other two episodes will include a time for Insider Insights, where I'll share writing and publishing questions from our listeners. However, once in a while, I'll offer bonus content, a special interview that's out of the norm for the format of our show, and today is one of those days. So let's get started. Welcome to the All Things Podcast and a special bonus content episode today for you with a uh, previous interviewee, author who was on the show a bit ago, Dawn Scott Damon, is here with us today to have a discussion about the coronavirus, what we're facing, and how we should be responding. So Don, welcome back to the All Things Podcast. Well, thank you so much. I did not know I would be on so soon again under these circumstances. My goodness. But thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Let me give a a proper short introduction because I'm going to encourage people to go back and listen to the uh, interview that we already did. But Don Scott Damon is a pastor, speaker, and award-winning author whose four award-winning books include When a Woman You Love Was Abused, which was published by Kriegel Publications, When the Woman Abused Was Me, and most recently, The Freedom Challenge, 60 Days to Untie the Cords That Bind You, published by Redemption Press. And we were so excited to partner with you on that Mm -hmm. book. And I personally have benefited from it. Uh, It was just a game changer for me. So I want to encourage those of you listening, uh, you really are going to want to check out Dawn's book. And uh, it's it's powerful. And the word of God is powerful. And a 60-day immersion into the word of God, how can you go wrong with that? That's exactly right. How can you not be set free after reading the word of God? Amen. 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 So Dawn... You know, there's so much noise right now with the pandemic Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's just uh, so much coming from every perspective, some healthy, some toxic. I mean, it's crazy out there. So I want to just ask you the question, how can we as believers reframe the coronavirus 19? Mm, Well, that's a great question. First of all, I believe that, you know, this is a very serious and sobering time, as you mentioned, and it is a time where we definitely do have to be wise. We certainly don't want to minimize this or be in denial about how all comprehensive and invasive this is. It's affecting, isn't it, every single area of our life and financial institutions and educational, every piece of our life. So, you know, obviously it is a very serious thing, but at the same time, if we focus primarily on the things that are happening that are negative, that are scary, that are feel overwhelming, the doom of it all, 
I do believe that we're in danger of being swallowed up by fear, which is a, um, a virus that can bring havoc more than any kind of coronavirus, uh, mm. the panic that can ensue. My husband is in the financial industry, and um, so he is dealing with this on a regular basis, what, what's happening in the, in the world and what people are doing and how they're reacting. So I think to reframe, one thing I'd like to encourage people to do is just to slow down and actually understand that this could be a season of great opportunity. I believe in our life, this is a season where we've been just clipping along like life is good. We got this in control. I think we're full of our self-sufficiency. I think in our country, we've been fighting. We've been divided. Our, our loyalties have been divided. The Bible says, you know, a house divided cannot stand. And I believe that America has been under attack for such a, a long time. And now here is something that God may be saying, let me get your attention. Let me show you what's important. And so mm. I think to slow down and say, you know what? My life needs to slow down. I need to breathe in. I need to come before God. I need to have time for God in my life. And I need to return to the place of prayer, which I think we'll talk about more in a moment. But one, one powerful posture is to literally, and it's forcing us to do that, isn't it? To slow mm. down and reevaluate what's really important in our life. Yeah. And that's so, you know, we can be so busy with kingdom work yes. or with whatever work God's put us in that we really have kind of lost that connection where we really take time to savor our time with God. Yes, absolutely. I know for me, I try to have a morning routine and that morning routine does involve, of course, uh, my prayer time with God, reading the word, some meditation on scripture, being, I try to sit in a culture and a presence of God and the atmosphere of Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Spirit before I even reach for my phone. But I'm, mm. I'll be honest with you. It's a fight every day. Sometimes I wake up to my phone going off and the bells and the buzzers and the whistles. And we are so crowded. I like what you said when you were introducing us, the noise in this world mm. and the noise even now with COVID. So reframe because, you know, when we get God's thoughts, when we have God's mind, when we sit under his word and his anointing, we start to experience a major transformation in our thinking. And instead of being fearful or anxious, full of anxiety, maybe even negative or maybe even complacent, all of a sudden we got the mind of God. He's showering mm -hmm. his thoughts down on us. So I think I think slow down and spend time with God, get in his presence is very, very important to reframe. Um, I think another thing to do during this season is uh, to become grateful. Mm. There are so many things that we should be grateful for right now. So many things that God has blessed us with that I believe sometimes in Western culture, we just forget. We take it for advantage, yeah. right? We mm -hmm. have so much privilege here. We have food privilege. We have water privilege. We have electricity privilege. I don't worry any day of the week where I'm getting water or food or coffee. 
And so we have so much to be thankful for. I don't worry about where I'm going to sleep at night, you know, um, if I'm going to be warm. So God, thank you. So this is a wonderful time to, to indeed cultivate gratitude and thankfulness. It's very difficult to be bitter and grateful at the same time. Mm. Boy, is that the truth. And, you know, the whole idea of, of gratitude right now, I mean, just looking, what can we thank God for in the midst of this? People are scared. They're freaking out. They have no peace. We with the peace of Christ can actually shine and they can go, what do you have? Yes. Amen. I can be grateful right now because God has given us an amazing open door and opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, if ever people are ready to hear something about hope, and like you said, why do you have this hope? Give me the reason for your confidence and your assurance. Why aren't you freaking out? Why are you so calm? So we can be grateful that God has given us a platform as his believers and all the more reason why we have to make sure that we keep our soul, guard our heart, keep ourselves from being gripped by fear so that we can speak as one with hope, as one with a faith in God and a confidence that say, you know, God said, Jesus told us in John 14, in this world, you have many troubles, but be of good cheer. I have overcome them all. So he's overcome this one already too. That's right. That's right. And he's going to be right next to us as we walk through it. It doesn't mean someone we love isn't going to get sick and possibly even pass away. It doesn't mean everything's going to just be perfect. That's we're we're not in we're in a fallen world. A thing bad things happen. Yeah. You're right. And and that's a sobering thing, isn't it? I mean that that's brings us really to our knees, I believe, in this place that says, you know, God God, you, you give and you take away and you are sovereign and you are creator of it all. And we are just here because of your design, because you allowed us to take breath in our lungs today. And just that reminder that, but God is good. You know, I want to remind people who are listening, God is love. He doesn't just have love. He is love. He doesn't just do good things. He is good. And so God, Mm -hmm. God is not trying to destroy or devastate us. Potentially some people might feel like this is a real judgment or punishment of God. I don't know about any of that. What I do know, like the man said, once I was blind and now I see what I know is Jesus is good. God is all Mm -hmm. love. And God, if he's allowing this to touch us, he knows that we're going to be shaped, that our character is going to grow, that our faith is going to grow and that ultimately like your podcast says Romans 8:28 ultimately something beautiful is going to come from this maybe god is just maybe this is a setup athena maybe we're mm-hmm. ripe for revival maybe maybe yes. this is the moment where god says i'm going to turn things around and uh, uh, the righteous waters of god are going to cover the earth again and souls are going to be saved and how amazing would that be so mm, I love it. So we're re so we're, we're looking at all the ways we can yep. reframe. So we're going to slow yep. down. We're going to return to prayer. We're going to get gratitude and look for all the things we can be grateful yes. for. 
What else? What else well, do we need to do to reframe this? kind of goes along with our being grateful, but um, practicing generosity. So this mm. is a time where we get to be generous. This is not a time to hoard. And this mm-hmm. is not a time to mark up our toilet paper and put it on sale at eBay. We've, we've yeah. already learned that's illegal. We, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a time to be generous and to say, okay, who in my building needs food or in my apartment complex or in my neighborhood? Or how can I serve in my church at this time? I see many churches, ours included, you know, trying to make sure that our widows and our elderly have the food that they need, the groceries, the water that they need, the rides that they need. This is a time to say, okay, um, I'm going to be wise and I don't want to endanger anyone. If I'm sick, I need to stay home and right. I, need to, I, put, I need to put myself on lockdown, right? But um, yep. where I can. And the good news is that, you know what? You can give online and it's not contagious. So you can support this is a, a good time to support your church, make sure that you're faithful with your giving, but, but more than just giving money, if you're able and if you're healthy, that you can do some things that are very generous in terms of giving of your time and your talent mm. and your treasure, getting out and helping in some way during this time is one way we can reframe it. Instead of hunkering down and feeling afraid, we can say, maybe I can um, drop some groceries off to somebody. That's something I can do today. Yeah. So instead of being selfish, mm-hmm. we can be self, we can be selfless. Yes. Serve others, yes. serve others. And you will, you will reap the benefits of that. And this, you know, because mm-hmm. fear, fear always wants to come in there right now. Well, I, I would be generous, but I don't want, I don't dare to do that. Well, there's a lot of ways that we can continue to cultivate that generosity and still keep ourselves safe. So I would encourage yes. people to to take a hold of that opportunity to say, I'm going to become a generous person during this time. And then mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite ones. Um, Athena, I love creativity and I am seeing so many great things. This is an opportunity to really release your inner creative um, mm. ways you can communicate. I'm seeing people read stories to kindergartners over internet. I'm seeing mm-hmm. them say, okay, you know, putting on a costume and pretend, in fact, I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Pretending you're a character and saying, okay, gather all the children around. I'm seeing people giving devotionals or s- s- getting on their piano and playing. I'm seeing people writing books a time where they've been so busy, they haven't been able to get their writing done. This is a time where you can sit and be quiet and really be creative. And I love what's happening in our world that, that there's so many creative ways. And what, what I feel is happening is that that creativity and that love that we're seeing for our humanity is drawing us closer together. We're more alike than we ever thought. We're, we're closer than we ever knew. And we all feel and think and bleed and love the same way. And I'm just thankful that I see great unity coming as a result of this. Mm, That's so good. So, so all of these things that we're doing to reframe this, you know, what seems like uh, doom filled horror apocalyptic, you know, 
goings on everywhere mm-hmm. we turn. You're, you're, you're telling us that we should be focusing on looking for the silver lining. Yes, I'm recommending that we do, that we say, according to the word. Now, do you think God's word and his scripture is timely today? Do you think he had in mind that God knew in his forethought, <laughs> he knew and saw this moment? So doesn't he say whatever's pure and honorable and righteous and true and noble? Think on these things, whatever's excellent and worthy of praise. So the scripture is still true today and even more so true today. What about Colossians 1, or, uh, 3, 1 through 4, where he says, set your mind on things above. You know, we are in control of our mind. We must set our mind and tell it what it's going to think on. What is above? Mm. Well, above, I, when I think of what is above, I think of the place where, where heaven is, where God is, where, where the kingdom, capital K, dwells. There's no fear. There's no sorrow. There's no torment. I'm going to set my mind up there and I'm going to, I'm going to have the mind of Christ and I'm going to recognize this isn't like, Oh, kumbaya, nothing going on out here. No, I'm fortifying my mind, knowing that we are living in perilous times, but my mind is not going to be held hostage or taken captive by this world or by the spirit of fear which by the way is a prophetic spirit of sorts, a spirit of fear, not just the emotion of fear, but that spirit of fear that comes and wants to whisper in our ear and give us a scary picture of a future. I'm saying, no fear. You will not dupe me. I will not meditate on you. Pay attention to you. Listen to, Mm. I will cast that down and stand on the word of God. It says, yeah. Well, okay. So, It, 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 this is a perfect segue into the next thing I want yes. to ask you. So what four steps can we take if fear is gripping okay. us? Okay, great question. Because I think so many people are getting paralyzed by fear. And as tempting mm. as it is to be on social media, that's the first thing that I would say is stay off of the scary social media Okay, stay off of the news, quit surfing the web, looking for more information, reading the scary articles that does not serve us well. And it's not feeding our faith. It's feeding our fear. I think once you have the information, you know what you need to know. You're well educated and you have accurate thoughts and you've, you've done your homework. Now, let's let's stay away from escalation and the pandemic of the the over the top scary reports and let's limit it maybe i'm going to have one report a day but like i said a moment ago what i am going to engage in is the messages or the preaching that's online or the singing or the worship that's online i'll sit under that let me soak under that but i would say the first thing if fear's gripping you get off of that scary social media you you have to mhm Okay, so that's yes. number one. All and right, and number, number two, two is kind of a, a regurgitation of what we just talked about. But I love what the, the scripture in Isaiah says. It One of the versions of the scripture says, the yoke is annihilated or the yoke is broken because of the anointing. And what that means is the second thing you have to do is get yourself under an anointing, which is the word of God, the worship of God a message of God. If fear is coming to you like a yoke 
of slavery, a yoke of bondage. It's something that's gripping you and you feel like you've been put in a straight jacket or you're tied up and, and your chest is heavy and anxiety is coming. A yoke is on you and the anointing of God is going to break that yoke. So the second thing to do is get in your Bible, get under the anointing with worship service, play your YouTube worship. If, if you whether you're a singer or not, open your mouth. Okay. Never, never face mm. the enemy with your mouth closed. Always speak your praise, sing your praise, open your mouth, defeat the giant by speaking the word of God out loud with your mouth. And so I would say those are disciplines that must happen. Feed yourself the word of God much more than you would listen to any of the news. And by the way, don't listen to any of the news until you've gotten news from God every morning. Mm, I love that. Don't listen to the news until you've gotten the news from God every yes. morning. That, that <laughs> preach. Amen. Amen. Okay. So steps to what to do if you're being gripped by fear. So we've got get mm -hmm. off social media, come under the yes. anointing with the word and worship music. And number, number three, three, I would say is ask for prayer that um, ah. the Bible makes it clear that we're two or more gathered in his name. He's in the midst of them or when two or, or more agree on any one thing. James 5, 16 says this, that the prayer of the righteous is powerful. It avails. It's yeah. effective. And so if we confess, I'm really afraid. Would you pray for me and let, let those come around you, whether you call a friend whether you call your church, your pastor, you go online, whatever it is, but there's a lot of prayer lines right now, but get prayer. Yep. And that's a mm -hmm. humbling thing to admit sure. you're scared, but you know what? The enemy would like you to shut up and not exactly. ask for prayer. So you need to just know that and go, okay, I'm going to beat him at this game. I'm going to ask for prayer. That's right. More than once. And then, you know what? I'll reach out and pray for someone else. Because out of my own place yep. of fear, I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to bust out of this and I'm going to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to let this. It, it, it's a fight. It's a fight of faith right now. I think that's what the Bible talks about when he says, you know, I've kept the faith. I fight the, fought the good fight of faith. This is where we contend for what we believe. This does not automatic. We're not going to just automatically feel some of these things. It is a decision in our soul to say, I'm standing up. And I'm not going to be overcome. And the Bible tells us they overcame by the word of their mouth and the word of their testimony. And they did not um, avoid laying down their life, right? Love. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when, and I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering this, but wherever he's, um, and I don't know if it's Peter, where he said, uh, I believe, mm -hmm. but help my unbelief. Was that, was that? Him? It was, I believe it was the, um, Yes, and it was the, the disciples when they were trying to do a miracle. And um, anyways, yes, let's leave it at that before I. Okay, because that's because, I mean, we admit yes. what we are and, you know, we admit what we, we declare what we should be. Yes. I yes. believe, but Lord, right. help my unbelief because it's, it's going to come yeah. at me. Right. And Yes. We need to fight that. And um, that's exactly right. Um, I'm looking it up. You might be Googling it too. But yeah, I believe it's when the uh, disciples were trying to do a miracle 
and Jesus, they had just come down from the mountain of transfiguration and the disciples were not able to heal the son, the father's son. And, and he said, Oh, you of you unbelieving generation. And he, and, and then he asked them, do you believe we can do this? And he said, yes. So anyways, yes. So, okay. Yes. That's Mark nine, 23 through 25. I, for some reason I was thinking, is it like the doubting Thomas? Is it Thomas when he didn't believe? Peter was with Jesus when they came down from the mountain. So it, he was in that mix. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right. So number four, if you're being gripped by the yes. spirit of fear. In addition, in addition to four? reading your Bible and watching sermons, I really recommend reading a good book. I really believe that um, that is one of the things that we can do, that we can allow ourselves to be preoccupied in something that is going to feed our hearts and our souls and our spirits. That's what redemption press. Isn't that what we believe that, that these stories are worth telling that these amazing stories of people getting healed and miracles and God's faithfulness throughout the generations and throughout history. And so let's just remind ourselves, God did it before he'll do it again. I think getting lost in a good book is a great thing to do. And, uh, Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. As as a publisher, I I yes. like that step. Right, that step yes. number four. Okay, so then to kind of bring this around, what should be then our spiritual response to this pandemic? To this ba- bad news? There's bad news everywhere. Yeah, what should be our response? I can't our help but think response. of the scripture in second Chronicles seven fourteen, And I'm sure that every pastor on the planet is quoting it, but definitely a clarion call from God. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked way. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And I believe that is still a promise that is for us today. I believe that there's a formula there that that is still true today, that God is looking for the people who will humble themselves, God's people. You know, it's it's he's not expecting the sinner or the lost or the world that, that don't know him. They're not he's not expecting that response from them necessarily. He's expecting it from us, his people who are called by his name. We start, it starts with us, that we humble ourselves, that we return to our first love. And don't forget that God is our source and our resource and that everything that we have comes from him, that, that we don't get too casual with the love of God and, and, and think that, you know, I can live however I want and God's just going to, yes, there's amazing grace. Thank you, God, for his grace. But I do believe God is, is restoring holiness and, and revival on our earth and so. Yes. So, so first of all, our response must be humility and humility means agreeing with God that we just get in a place of humility and maybe we repent on behalf of our nation. Maybe it wasn't us that did something, Mm -hmm. but it's our nation. And so we repent on behalf of our nation and we pray and we pray and we pray and we seek God's face. Okay. Not his hand. Right. And, 
not just the things that his mm. hand provides and the blessings of God, but we're looking for the face of God. We're looking for the, the gaze of the face of God. We're looking for the illumination of his truth. I can't help but think of when Moses spent time with God and then he came down off the mountain. The Bible says his face was radiating the glory of God. And I want to see the, I want to seek God's face and his glory that shines. And it's time to make some changes. And it is, I think we've been as a nation and as, uh, as a nation of believers, I think we've been complacent and (laughs) it's like, okay, everybody, time to wake up. Myself included. I think that's a good word for all of us. It's a, it's a wake up call, isn't it? And that's one, one absolute positive outcome of this, I believe, is that the church of Jesus Christ is awakened. The bride is awakened. You know, maybe we hear Jesus coming out of that garden of Gethsemane saying, can't you guys stay awake and, and pray one hour? Maybe we'll hear that call again. Maybe God is saying to the church, hey, guys, you need to wake up. You need to get praying. You need to turn. There needs to be some changes. And, um, But I think of the prophet Jeremiah who was crying out and he said, he posed a rhetorical question. He said, is there no balm in Gilead? You know, is there no healing here? And it was rhetorical because, yes, there is and there was. And I really, truly believe there is a balm of Gilead in our nation. There is a flow of the throne room of God, the anointing of Jesus. He loves us. He's, he said he's the God of all comfort and he's with us in this time. I don't believe that we're just sitting under the wrath of God and there is no comfort or no healing or no compassion from God. I don't believe that. I believe there's a balm in Gilead. And God's compassion and his love for us is right here. It's so very close to us. And um, he just wants to pour it out on us. He wants us. He wants his love to come upon us and his comfort. And he wants to drive away fear and give us his peace. And he is, like you said, he is walking with us through this time. There is a balm in Gilead in the United States of America. Amen. 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 Well, my friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to just spend a little time with me and encouraging those who listen to mm-hmm. reframe this yes. catastrophe, really, that is yes. happening around us and take steps to yes. conquer that fear instead of just being right. overtaken yes. by it. And just rich, rich words. Thank you so much. And uh, if people want to find you online, where's yes, well, uh, I'm at all of the um, usual suspects, but probably the best place to find me is DawnScottDamon.com, my website, and then um, all my social media buttons will be there. Perfect. Welcome, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, and God bless you too. So thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media, of course, only if you thought it was helpful. Or if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would really appreciate it as You know, it'll help other people find the show and let them know it really is a good one to listen to. 
So thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you next week.